one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is Saturday night. As you can hear, the windows on the mothership are down. And it's time for us to get started. We got the Nubian Sumo. What it is, peoples. On the other side, we got the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. I was wondering, because if James is going to get a nice little intro like that, and I got lackluster, we was going to have some issues. I wouldn't do you like that. I'm bringing you out. That's good, man. Well, in that case, I got to bring you out. In the third chair, we got the big guy, the man with the power, the stalker of the hour, KG. Really? Okay. Uh, all right. What? Man, you, you stalked the scoops. I'm just saying, you're on top of it. You, you, you popping up on things with the new information, man. That's how you do. I try. I try. You like the legitimate Dave Metzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, this first segment of the Saturday Night WrestleMania, because that's who we are, is all about you, James. The Nubian Sumo. That's just Nubian. Take it away. Nubian. What's going on, good peoples? As I sit here watching Impact Slammiversary, and no, I'm not giving out any spoilers, so don't ask me. But there are some interesting things going on right now uh, as far as this is concerned. But before we get into that, I need to go into the fact that I am being powered tonight by 1792 bourbon and a hand-rolled Nicaraguan Lancero from one of the stores in Arlington. Shout out to Cigars Unlimited for creating, for making this beautiful stick for to go with my 1792 tonight. Okay. But I digress. We'll go ahead and start since we are talking about Impact right now. Like I said, as we're speaking, Impact is showing the, uh, their Slammiversary pay-per-view. Um, we'll, I'll go into that on next week uh, once everything is uh, happening, even though I could go into it today. But I'll, I won't do that to you. I'll give you another week to at least get watched and be able for y'all be able to enjoy it. So. Um, I will, though, go into what happened last week with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling because we now have a brand new IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion, the newest member and maybe leader of the Bullet Club, Evil. Who is now a triple champion because he is also the never one of the members of the never open way six man tag team championships, which is up in the air right now as to how they're going to go about doing that because he's saying that he doesn't care about the six man championship and he's still champions with Shingo Takagi and Bushi, who are still with um, Los and Gubernables de Apon. So there's going to be some interesting storylines as to how that title gets straightened out. 
Um, as far as evil is concerned, like I said, he could there there's rumors that he could be the newest leader of uh the Bullet Club from taking the reins from Jay White. Um I'm not sure if as if that will be happening. We shall see. And there was also an appearance uh alongside of um evil at the uh, championship match by his what he called his new paraja, which is usually the Spanish word for partner or what they use for tag team partners in Spain and in, in um in, in Mexico organizations, Mexican organizations. We had an appearance from Dick Togo. Now I'm not sure who all remembers Dick Togo, but he was a member of Kayentai back in the day. Back in the WWF day. And um, he has now come back into the fold on, with uh, by evil side. They're saying that he's going to bring some more experience and um, and and uh, and a, be be a uh, heater, so to speak, for evil. Uh, alongside uh, Jado and Gato, who were who were uh, cool with him back in the day. They had, uh, there was a. Uh, they also had a, a tag uh, IWGP Junior Championship with um, Gato at one time. So that'll be interesting to see where they use him. Um, there's also a world uh, a heavyweight championship and an IWGP Intercontinental Championship match that's being set up between Evil and Hiromu Takahashi, who has taken a lot of offense to evil making this turn as he did. So that's going to be coming up here in the near future. They're setting that match up. They're also using Yujiro Takahashi for as an enforcer since right now within the Bullet Club, every because of COVID and all the members not being able to be in Japan, but right now you have an all-Japanese Bullet Club for the first time ever. Being that this club started as a gaijin faction, being that all foreigners were in this faction, you now have an all-Japanese bullet club, which is pretty interesting from a lot of different perspectives, especially from the ones that um, haven't been able to get to Japan to wrestle. you have your you have your steel never open weight champion Shingo Takagi who was jumped by El Desperado member of uh, Suzuki Goon. So now they're setting up that match for the never open weight championship coming up. You had Tai Chi and Zack Saber Jr. who beat Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi for the tag the heavyweight tag championships. And like I said, you have um, the six-man tags that are still in the air. So we're looking forward to hearing what is going to happen there. Um, I also wanted to bring up the fact that there is a uh, Lions Break Collision series that is going on through New Japan World. And they're starting to show it on Fight TV for free. So it's uh, a lot of young Lions from the L.A. Dojo and the New Japan Dojo who are wrestling in the in this uh, series, and they're bringing a lot of um, independent 
uh, wrestlers who are coming in to uh, show their uh, skills and whatnot and maybe end up getting a contract with New Japan at some point. But the third episode of the series main, has a main event of Rocky Romero versus Filthy Tom Lawler, who is a former UFC ch- um, re- uh, fighter and a former... Major League Wrestling MLW champion. So you got the organization, the MLW having a relationship with New Japan right now, which is going to be very interesting in the future, along with a whole bunch of other organizations that are talking about getting together with New Japan as well. So um, we look if, if you are, are interested in seeing that match again, it's on Fight Fight TV. You can get the app. And it is free on there, so you can check that out as well. Now, I also wanted to go into what happened today. There are two things that happened, well, a few things that happened today. First of all, today, whether you realize it or not, is the anniversary of the Money in the Bank ladder, um, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view where CM Punk defeated John Cena for the WWE Championship at the end of his contract and walked off and walked away with the title from WWE. And CM Punk did go in, did post a tweet today thanking John Cena for that match and everything that they did leading up to that match. So I thought that was a very interesting tidbit for today. Today was also the last day of the 90-day um, no-compete for every, all the wrestlers that got released or fired from WWE. So that means that Gallows and Anderson are free to go and do whatever they feel like doing. And they actually, at midnight this morning, had a talking shop with Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet and uh, Rocky Romero. And they had a two-hour show where on that you can see on YouTube. If you go to the Talking Shop, um, if you go to the Talking Shop channel, which is T-A-L-K apostrophe N shop. The, the, back, the uh, background is going to be a uh, beer can with a black background. Uh, you can look for that two-hour uh, interview that they had, and they went into a lot. They broke they broke down a lot of things. They went into how um, AEW, New Japan, and Impact approached them back in 2019 with very lucrative contracts. Uh, they would talk. They talked about how they were ready to leave in October of 16 because they didn't. They kind of felt bad about signing the contract, uh, signing off and leaving. New Japan the way they did, and they um, just weren't feeling comfortable in their skin in WWE at that time and not really feeling what they were getting into. Um, They said that uh, WWD ended up offering them a five-year deal uh, for uh, for 2019, where others were only offering two years with a one-year option, and that they pretty much signed the contract for the money. Because they figured that this would be, 
their last big contract, being that the age they are and in the situations that they were currently, then that um, that this may be the last big contract that they ever signed. So that's why they went back to um, WWE in 2019. Uh, they were approached ten months before the announcement of the AEW of the of even the name announcement. The the Bucks came to them and and offered them and uh, a deal which would, like I said, was a very lucrative deal. They also talked to Tony Khan, but uh, they decided that they wanted to stick with WWE for the reason I said earlier. They, do, they regretted the fact that they signed, they didn't sign with ADW feeling that they should have taken a bet on themselves. And, but being that AEW was, hadn't been started yet and it was new and people were talking to them and telling them that, you know, they may not, want to do that being that they may, it may not last a year even a triple h came to them was like and said quote uh, from according to gallows he quoted triple h saying i look at you and i see your kids just know wwe is always here for you AEW may not last so that was interesting in them saying that and um if they had signed with AEW, they had already put together what they were going to do for the first Dynamite, where they were going to come out after a Young Bucks match. They were going to, Young Bucks would get attacked or jumped by whoever they beat in that match. Gallows and Anderson would come out. They would uh, squash everything, shake hands with the Young Bucks, you know, put up some two sweets or whatever. Then they would jump the Young Bucks and start their storyline with the Young Bucks. So that would have been for the first dynamite, and then that's um, interesting. So then, I guess that's why the Young Bucks uh, lost, and Private Party won on uh, the first night. Exactly, exactly, because they were supposed they were going to end up getting jumped anyway. So that's how that that's how that was going to go down. Oh, cool. um, AEW says that they feel like they got some heat with some of the higher ups in AEW because they said, you know, we're out, we're absolutely coming. You know, there's no doubt about the fact that we're coming. Uh, we, we just need to, you know, get everything straightened out and whatever. But, you know, they fit, they felt like, you know, because of how they did it and because they re-signed with WWE, that they felt like um, some AEW guys were kind of upset at them, even though they said they're good with the Bucks now. But they didn't mention any names. But I would think that they were talking about Cody in that situation. Not necessarily um, Kenny Omega, but um, they also said that uh, New Japan also gave them a, a, a lucrative deal where Gallows would actually jump Moxley and actually go after and win the U.S. title from Moxley if they had signed. So that's that, so um, he would have taken the. Uh, uh, the United States title from Moxley. And I don't even know where that belt is right now. I can't even remember who won that belt last because they haven't even mentioned it. But I need to do some research on that to uh, figure that out. They also went into, um, they talked about the Saudi Arabia trip and the infamous flight and what happened uh, from their point of view. They went into the Boneyard match and how uh, AJ went to Undertaker and we got the match set up pretty much saying the same thing that was in the um, 
last ride video uh, uh, pa- um, series, but um, they also but they also mentioned that there was talk of changing the finish during the Boneyard match to set up a SummerSlam rematch because they were figuring that they could they could have milked it into one more match and maybe had a crowd for Undertaker's last match or if that would have been his last match. So, but they decided to go ahead and go with it the way that they did. And two weeks later, Gallows, Gallows and Anderson were gone. So um, now the biggest thing, the two biggest things that came out of this was A, impact giving uh, impact coming back to them uh, and giving them the same offer that they gave them back in two ni- 2019 and signing them to a two-year deal with a New Japan carve-out. So not only will they be able to wrestle for a, uh, Impact, but they'll be able to do work over in Japan. And Japan has already said that they would work with uh, Impact to get their dates and whatnot straightened out so there won't be any confusion. So And then also they announced that there's going to be a, 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 a pay-per-view that Gallows and Anderson have put together. It's all. It's going to be. It was filmed on Gallows' compound in Georgia, at his house, at his at his home in Georgia, and it's called the Talk Talking Shopper Mania, which will be August the first. It's going to be on all the pay per view, uh, American pay per view outlets, and it's going to be on Fight TV for fourteen ninety five, fourteen ninety nine, one of the two, and it, I mean. I've seen some of the snippets from the commercial or the um, trailer that they did for it. And it's, how, what's the best way I could put it? It's, back, it's a backyard wrestling version of the final deletion. <laughs> okay. Which, I mean, when I say Production values are the lowest you'll ever see. This is this it, it, it's gonna it's gonna make history for either being the greatest thing on a small budget or the worst thing you've ever seen. And that's oh. how they're pushing it. So, wow. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting to see what they, what see if uh, what this thing is and what it's gonna end up being. But they've got a lot of names on this um, on this card. Uh, they've uh, got. They said they got some um, guys for, that are um, suplex sponsored athletes that have been included. Um, you got some impact stars that are going to be involved. Some uh, guys who hadn't been who've either been let go or haven't been signed yet. A lot of independent guys, so it's going to be interesting to see. Now, the last thing I'm going to bring up about uh, this talking shop thing, and I'm going to end my se- I'm going to end the segment there. Uh, and bring up and take any questions was the most interesting thing that came out of this uh, interview with Adam Gallows and Anderson, which was the the beef between AJ Styles and Paul Heyman. Now the story is as Anderson tells it, he says when they found when when uh, they found out that they were going to be let go. Or after they found out they were let go, AJ went to 
someone who had who was privy to the production meetings. And he went to this guy and he said, was Anderson was Gallows and Anderson actually on a list on that list to be fired? Is that is this something that somebody precipitated or is this something that, you know, what what ha- what happened? I mean, who who came up with the idea of letting them go? And the guy told him it was Paul Heyman that Alice Anderson and Gallows were not set to be let go, but Paul Heyman said that because they were getting paid so much and because of what the what they were contributing to WWE at that time, that it didn't the money didn't uh, mesh with what they were doing. So he said he wanted to let them go. Now, AJ then goes to Heyman and says, "Um, I'm hearing some things about, you know, you're the one who said that, who wanted to let Gallows and Anderson go. And he was like, look, it's not, that's not what happened. If I'd have known that they were going to be fired, I would have spoke up for them. Believe me when I tell you, I did not have anything to do with them being fired. This is, it is not, it had nothing to do with me. So he goes back to the production guy. He says, are you sure that it was Paul Heyman? He says, I'm absolutely sure it was Paul Heyman. He was the one that brought it up. So then AJ goes to Vince. And he says, look, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to, you know, uh, who was it? What, 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 what was the situation that, that brought this up? What, what, and he was like, well, I had no intention on firing Gallows and Anderson, but Paul said that this was something that would probably behoove, behoove us to do since, you know, we've got all this money that we've lost and, and all this and that. So uh, it, it, it just had, it wasn't my intention to let them go at first, but it made business sense. And so that's where the bold-faced lie line came up on Twitter from AJ saying that, you know, AJ, Paul Heyman pretty much lied to him in his face and told him he had nothing to do with them getting fired, but he had everything to do with them getting fired. So it, uh, if you want more details on it, again, you can go to, Twi- you can go to YouTube and find uh, the Talking Shop channel, the black background with the beer can in front. I believe it's a Coors Light, but you know uh, it's a beer can nonetheless. Um, it's a two-hour. It's a great two hours. You'll see the trailers for the Talking Shop of Mania, and see what that's what's going on with that. And um, fellas, that's the end of that's the end of it. I know I'm, I know I was a little long-winded, but I had a lot to bring up, a lot of points to bring up, but. Um, you have anything for me or any questions about what's going on? Well, just want to thank everybody for uh, listening to us tonight. Uh, <laughs> I know that you'll be able to uh, hear us next week. <laughs> I said, God dang. I got a question. All right. So with, with that, all of that going on, Heyman doing that, is that why Heyman got demoted? Could That's that be why- 
That's not why Heyman got demoted. It's not why Heyman got demoted, but it's why AJ moved to SmackDown. Because SmackDown, he said he was on he was on Raw. Heyman was running Raw. After all that happened, he was like, "Well, I can't trust this guy, you know, to to do uh, to run my to uh, lead my career as far as storyline is concerned." So that's why AJ moved back to SmackDown. But it had nothing to do with his. Um, with his uh, being demoted. Yeah, but there's also a lot of conversation about Vince, you know, still making the final says on a lot of things when it comes down to uh, all the people that were let go. But, I mean, from a business sense, it, it does make sense. I mean, if we really take a, a critical eye to what was happening, what Gallows and Anderson were really doing, was it anything of a, a high-quality, you know, level of, of content being provided, to be honest, no. So if you're paying them a bunch and you're not getting a return on your investment to ROI, then uh, yeah, that, that's a smart business decision when you're dealing with uh, independent contractors. Sometimes you just got to cut your losses. But Heyman should have said, yeah, hey, I brought it up because it just made good business sense. They're, they're just overpaid and underutilized. It's much easier to just let them go. And then they could do whatever they want to do, but and the company could save some money. Blame COVID nineteen. But then that would have been easier that, for him to do. But then in that same vein, they just re-signed them. So if they were going to do that, they should have did that instead of re-signing them to this big contract. Because yeah, but, a, I mean, I mean, you they would yeah they were trying to keep them from going somewhere else, you know. But you give them this lucrative contract for five years. And you tell them, and you bring these kids into it, talking about, yeah, I, I see you, and I see your kids, and how do you talk? You talk. I know you want to go be with your friends and whatnot, but you know, is that going to last? Is that going to be WWE is always here for you? Yeah. So but at, I mean, they could, they could just let time, them go right there. You got to remember that, you know, COVID. We nobody expected it to be this elongated and this serious. So at that point. Nobody, I'm quite sure, it was under the radar. They were like, okay, well, what ifs? But nobody thought it would go to the level of state shutting down and, and things to where the economic impact would become that significant. So in that vein, even just signing them, but then you realizing, hey, man, we're, we're taking some hits at the epic level right now that we've never seen before and everybody else is too. It's not like, oh, the wrestling industry is just having an issue like everybody is hurting, then that, that's a whole different scenario. Under normal circumstances, yeah, that'd be pretty messed up. You just brought my kids in, signed me, and didn't fire me. That's some Eric Bischoff stuff right there. No offense, Eric. But uh, <laughs> that, that's on that level of I sent, I sent your uh, FedEx in the mail, letting you go type of thing. But right. under COVID, I mean, we received everybody, every business. People are getting work, let go, furloughed. Phone, by the way. And, and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's just uh, a, a lot going on. So I, I can't be mad about the situation. Now, Heyman should have just manned up and just said something. And then that would have been that. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. But my question to you, James, is what was there? Uh, what did they say about the infamous flight? Well, they they said that they, they said that they gathered everybody at the airport about three o'clock in the morning, 
and between like three o'clock that from from the time they got to the airport for the next 12 hours they were just sitting in the terminal uh they wound uh the guy the i don't know i don't remember what the guy and they didn't either but the guy who with the sticks that brings the planes out on the ground yeah there was for, for, for some reason there was only one guy that could do that and he wound up leaving because his shift was over so they got so they couldn't bring another plane out they gave him all these excuses about you know there's we're waiting on the pilots. Uh, there's technical difficulties with the plane. There's we're waiting on this. We're checking on that. So it was like 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 three o'clock in the afternoon before they wound up leaving. They put them on. They put everybody on a bus. It was like 128 people. Vince had already flew out on his private jet, so you know he wasn't nowhere to be found. They got 128 wrestlers and whatnot and uh, staff and. And then um, production and whatnot that are riding around on these buses trying to find a hotel to stay in. They wound up getting another flight, but it wasn't until like four o'clock the next morning. But uh, yeah, they, and then they sat, and then they still sat on the tarmac for an hour, waiting on you know whatever it was that they had to wait on. So yeah, it was. It, they said it was har- harrowing. You know, they were trying to figure. They they wound up they wound up splitting up everybody, but they they said, but they wound up splitting people up like top guys, main eventers, and then mid cards and lower. So the the main eventers wound up leaving first, and every and being Gallows and Anderson was on the mid carders uh, uh, plane, but then they were trying to figure out, you know, are we gonna die? Are they gonna send, are they gonna kill us or whatnot over here? What's going on? And then they looked around and was like, "Well, Randy Orton's on this plane, so they can't do too much to us." <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so you know, so they wound up taking off and they wound up getting home and whatnot. And of course, they were like, "Well, I'm never going back. I'm never going back." But they wound up going back. And they were they were uh, laughing and joking about that, but yeah they said it was it was crazy i mean it was pretty much unnecessary and uh they it was just an experience and and this is the same this is from gal and this is coming from gallows who has a story that you need to look up one day on that he talks about on top on some of the older talking shops about uh his trip to africa where he wrestled with power Udi. and uh that story is that story is like almost comparable <laughs> it's oh, not gosh. worse, so you know it's 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 like Gallows has been through some things in his past, so it's it's you, you should look that up. Power Uti U U T I, uh, Luke Gallows and Power Uti. All right, good looking out, James. And speaking of uh, people that have been through a lot, our pal Leo Rush is back in the limelight, kind of sorta, or you know the light to the side of the ring. Uh, with somebody rehashing what happened or the conversation that him and Finn Balor had or Finn Balor approaching him about his wife being there for everything. And, um, you know, Leo, and I guess we'll call it typical now, Leo Rush fashion is just airing it all out in the midst of the rapping of all black people, well, not all black people, but, you know, most black wrestlers are being, you know, 
taken advantage of and aren't getting their just due and all these other things going on. And then he's, you know, going back and forth about this Finn Balor thing isn't his choppy coded words. But to Finn Balor's credit, he said, hey, we had the conversation. And if you want to talk to me about this situation, you got my number, call me and we can discuss it. So apparently they had the conversation and Leo was like, okay, thanks, Finn. I appreciate you taking the time to call me. But my question to you guys with, do you think this is just Leo hyping this up so that way he can get this publicity for his final match on the 20th of July? I think it was 2022nd of July. And we still know who his opponent is. Truthfully, I think it's the release of an album is the way it seemed because he's doing these vignettes, but it's not feeling like wrestling to me. It feel like somebody hyping something up on BET, old school BET. So is he just trying to, to, to swerve and work the crowd and all of his followers? Is he going to wrestle? What, what do y'all think? Go ahead, KG. That's your homeboy. I defer to you. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, he better wrestle. But I'm to be quite honest, I'm not even interested. I mean, if this is what you – I think that's Bush League. I think that's Lobo. Because you got people that genuinely cared about you. And it's like you sitting around, you burning bridges. And that's that, that's 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 that bullshit. I'm not even going to lie about it. That's that bullshit. And that's the same like he's doing, the same like he's burning bridges. But maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. But I hope it's not no swerve. You know, he going to come out rapping and, you know, hey, buy my new album. Nah, I'll pay. So, but that's how I feel. Yeah, it's just out of nowhere. It's like, oh, God, here we go again. And, you know, he's just going on with his rants. And, like, God, I can understand if you want to jump into – the Black Lives Matter thing, but there's a way to go about it without being annoying, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's like, if you're going to be an activist, be an activist. Like, we just lost John Lewis uh, this uh, yesterday. Be an activist like that. Don't sit here and just complain on Twitter, complain on Twitter, complain on Twitter. Why don't you help make things better? Start, you know, having discussions with folks in indies make a, a coalition or something so that way if there's an issue it could be solved and you know black coalition can work with the different promotions to mediate or something like that those are the type of things you should do but just to be ranting on twitter all black people need to stand up and support each other you know this is some crap really that's that's it that's the best you got but it's it's easy it's easy to say that when you're the one looking for support, but when you're not looking for support, if you don't feel like that, that's a wasted emotion. Because don't say that because you're looking. I'm not saying that he's saying that, but I'm saying that to anybody. Don't say all oh, black people should stick together and support one another when you're looking for support. But when they're looking for support, you know, you kind of cast them to the side like, yeah, all right, whatever. And you keep it moving. So don't don't you, you can't be like that. Yeah, but right. I'm hoping that's not how he is, because that's. If that's the case, we're going to have a serious issue. Because we all want him to succeed. So it's not like we're hating on it. It's just 
I think that the the direction of what he's putting out can be refine tuned into something that's a little bit more productive. If you're not going to wrestle, that's fine. Don't talk about wrestling throughout your Twitter conversation. If you're going to be a rapper, you should be promoting your rhymes. But don't sit here and complain about wrestling and you're not wrestling. Like, at that point, you just remind everybody that you just used to be a wrestler and now you're not really, in my opinion, for no major reason. You're just not wrestling. You got to realize. Oh, well, technically, we do have a major reason because, yeah, you cause some problems and nobody will deal with you. So you just figured you cut your losses. But if you would just humble yourself and, you know, take ownership and apologize, not for anything that you did wrong or right, just said, hey, you know what? I just went about things the wrong way and I want to try to move towards being a better person. And I'm open to bookings and stuff like that. So that way I can start fresh. That's it. Anybody looking for you to, you know, kiss Mark Henry's feet or anybody else's feet, stuff like that is just, dude, it's not that serious. Because you're, you're no longer in the WWE. So if something happened two years ago, three years ago, it's done now. So it's not like you could change it. Talking about it on Twitter every month is not going to accomplish anything, but just keep the, the, the wound open. And that makes no sense. What's your feeling on that, James? That's his identity, though. Without wrestling, there is no Leo Rush. Right. So he's going to have to bring up wrestling in order to promote anything that he's going to do. Otherwise, nobody's going to know who he is. Then do but, it in the rhyme. Yeah, but, well, did we, Make and it he's going to do that. He, he's going he's, he's, he's going to do that. He's going to do that. But he's going to have to. He's, he's, he's just, it's, it's a work. To, it's a work toward, like you said. It's a, he's working. He's working the crowd. And like you said, it's probably going to end up him dropping his album instead of actually him being in a in a in a uh, in his final match. His final match is going to because I mean, if it is his final match, it's going to lead into what he's going to do with his music career. It's gonna he's probably going to do some YouTube vignette where he's going to be struggling with himself as to whether he needs to be a wrestler or whether he needs to be a rapper and the rapper's going to win. And then all of a sudden his album shows up <laughs> with he all the go. He needs to go to, uh, Mexico, Japan, or Puerto Rico. He needs to take a trip, spend about a year, in one of those places, refocus himself and come back. That's all. I guarantee you, TNA or Impact, um, AEW, Ring of Honor, somebody will sign him. But he just needs some time away. And also away from Twitter. <laughs> so, Fighter Fest. This past Wednesday, well, last Wednesday, we talked about our reactions. This week, we have Fight for the Fallen. So I know in the notes I put Fighter Fest reactions because we had a lot that happened with Fighter Fest for the two shows. And we talked about both and for the most part gave AEW the nod. But my question is, how did that translate over? And how did you feel about Fighter Fest as we went into Fight for the Fallen? Now, mind you, we had uh, Cody going up against Sunny Kiss for the TNA 
uh, oh, I'm sorry, TNA. You got me thinking about Impact because it's anniversary. The TNT Championship, Taz on commentary, which was a lead up to uh, the main event. Uh, Jericho doing a, a great promo against Orange Cassidy with the quote unquote Orange Bath. Omega and the Young Bucks going up against Jurassic Express. And a hell of a great match. Lucha Bros uh, went up against FTR. The Nightmare Sisters, Brandy and Allie, went up against MJ Jenkins and Kenzie Page. And then we had Mox versus uh, Brian Cage with Taz for the championship. And we cannot forget also that Nyla Rose announced or she announced herself by excusing herself into AEW, that being Vicky Guerrero, to be Nyla Rose's new, new manager. So, Fighter Fest going in to fight for the Fallen. Technically, you could consider that two free purviews back-to-back, even though Fight for the Fallen kind of pretty much felt like a regular show. So, it wasn't a separate pay-per-view-esque in itself. But, What's your guys' reaction or your feeling towards the two? Because I didn't put NXT down because NXT was pretty much just a normal NXT. It wasn't the NXT after a uh, takeover that level or anything. It was just NXT. So they didn't have the draw, and we saw that in the numbers when it came down to the ratings and the demo that they could have even come close to beating AEW this week. So AEW technically had two big well a pay-per-view if you combine the two weeks and fight for the fallen at the same time so james i'll start with you what's what's your feeling on the flow between those two events if we'll call it that they kind of meshed into each other you know you had the um lucha brothers and the ftr match when they had the uh eight-man tag the week before you know, which was a pretty which was a pretty good match for them. The those two teams, FTR comes out on top. I was surprised. You know, uh, then you had um, the Moxley um, got Brian Cage match, which I was surprised at the ending. Uh, I knew that they already he had already said that Moxley had already said he was going to work on the arm, but you know, I and and that he worked on it. He worked on it pretty well. But for Taz to throw in the towel, and now you got all this animus between Brian Cage and Taz, you know, whether he's going to keep Taz on or, or whatever the case may be, you know, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, a pretty, it was a pretty good show. You know, uh, I would have put it over uh, NXT, just like the, the, I agree with the ratings. And I look forward to seeing what's going to happen next week. KG? I mean, AEW is lead dog on, on Wednesday night. So, I, I was, uh, but a little bit that I did see was pleasantly surprised. Um, I, was, I was thinking I was more surprised because Vicky actually did what y'all said she was going to do. Which is, she took over, as y'all said, Nala Rose needed a, a manager. She needed a mouthpiece. Y'all named Vicky. What happened? Less than a week later, Vicky's her manager. 
So I don't know who's collecting the check. You, James, which one of y'all collecting the check for that one? Because that was your idea. John Cena. Well, we can't see him anyway. Yeah, so I guess I'll take the check since we can't see him. Sorry, James. That's all right. I get the next one. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you just got you just got you got a new wife, so I'll, I'll defer this one to you. Oh gosh, did you guys peep the nods to Eddie though when she mentioned stealing and cheating? Oh and yeah, that, that's the things that they're willing to do. So I, I was uh, uh, happy to see that she gave that uh, mention to Eddie Guerrero or that that inside uh, commentary to to Eddie. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they allow it to go to that level of OG Eddie when he was lying, cheating, and stealing his way to the championship. If we can do that for Nala, that, that'll put her through the roof because I still want to see the payoff between Big Swole and Britt Baker. But in the meantime, if we can get Nala in the conversation with uh, Swole, we get Nala in the conversation with um, uh, Statlander or with Brandy, you know, just some – some different exposures, but yet the cheating comes into play. That's what's going to be even more exciting and interesting to see how it's going to play out. So Nala doesn't have to rely on just being a, the big dominant physical specimen. She can broaden her horizons and her character because she's got Vicky doing things that's going to enable the situation to not have to be a muscle fest, quote unquote. And then you work your way up to beating Sheeta at a, a major pay-per-view because she is really doing nothing with that championship. The most important thing, in my opinion, that is happening with the uh, AEW Women's Championship is that she can actually put it around her waist. Still on the green <laughs> with the size. Right. I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that the belt is it's not conducive. You, you came out as belt. Brandy. Yeah, as Brandy and Awesome Kong. So if you're showing us Awesome Kong, Kong can't even wear the belt if you were to give it to her. So that that makes no sense. I'm like, what the hell? What, what is this little yeah toy belt? I agree with that. So, it's, I guess it's pretty much a foregone conclusion right now, unless something major happens in NXT and you know giving Keith Lee the belt and having him defend against Dijakovic. I thought was a good call this past week, but nothing else. Even the the Tegan Knox Io Shirai match. It was just nothing that really jumped across the screen from NXT. So they have to make some major moves. And I know they're introducing more uh, uh, developmental talent and they're sliding people in. I guess they're planning to make some major moves very soon to bring people up. But there has to be something major happening. Because if they're just going to put the whole show on Keith Lee, that's not going to be fair to him. If he doesn't have anything, and I thought it was interesting that they kind of omitted carrying cross. You, you give us the lead in that he's going to be next. All we really get is uh, Scarlet bringing in uh, broken up phone. Like that's the best we got. That's it. No run in. Uh, nothing. The, that was the that was the uh, that was the hourglass. That's what that, that was. Uh, like a phone. That was that was the hourglass that Adam Cole broke. Oh, okay. Um, I still, it was overly dramatic. And uh, to another, say the least. if you're talking about NXT, fun fact: Io Shirai is actually engaged to Evil. So really? that's a power. That's a power couple right there for you. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I still think they're 
underutilizing EO. They need more, I don't know. They need to let people wrestle in the women's division on NXT again to build the depth. Instead of doing heavy storyline, they need to have heavy wrestling. Because when we had Charlotte, Paige, uh, Bailey, Banks, when we had them intertwined in there, Asuka, uh, shoot, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, I know I may be forgetting a couple people that was down there at that point. But, man, that was some serious wrestling going on. We have good wrestlers, but we have more storyline going on than we actually do the wrestling from the women. So that's going to be interesting segue, which uh, we'll be covering the evolution, pun intended, of that segue in a moment because we're going to go on break. You'll kind of get a push, and then when we come back, we will talk about our reaction or our feelings about the women's evolution five years later. We'll be back. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies. And this week, uh, we're going to... Well, first, let me say, uh, shout out to SmackDown. The product was a lot better um, this week as opposed to the prior week with the whole karaoke fiasco. Um, I, I think the uh, WWE... Um, well, now I see where they were going in regards to the karaoke thing i guess they created a uh i guess a, a a feud um per se but um i want to talk about a, a a young lady who i think has been getting shafted and, yeah and that's the proper term that we're going to use shafted by the wwe and its creative team the writing team what have you um, over the past uh, couple years, um, she's definitely a former women's champ um, on the SmackDown side. But um, I, I just think, you know, they're starting to kind of make her to be a glorified jobber, per se. And the young lady I'm speaking of is Naomi. Um, you know, Naomi, we all know she came in, she was with. Uh, what's the guy, Brodus Clay, and there was another young lady. Um, her name escapes me. My apologies. Um, you know, they were the Funkosaurus, and they went in, they were dancing and flipping and, you know, twirling and all this other stuff, you know, which which was cool, you know, cool for, um, you know, entertainment, cool, you know, for guys to see, you know, and, and root for things of that nature. But um, <clears throat> the past several months maybe i can probably even go like maybe a year year and a half two years they made her to like kind of be like this glorified jobber like uh and when i mean by glorified jobbers like she come out she got the you know long interest you know with the the neon lights and the, the dancing the interacting with the fans things of that nature um michael cole and Corey graves they hyping her up like you know she's you know one of the top contenders in the women's division, you know, former SmackDown champ on a couple occasions, um, you know, part of BAD with uh, Sasha Banks and Tamina. And then, you know, she come out, she put up a good fight, but she lose. 
Um, I think the last time I, I've seen Naomi have a notable win was the battle, the WrestleMania um, battle royal, which was on a pre-show, um, where you know she eliminated Bailey to win. Um, <clears throat> I think more should be done with Naomi, um, and I think it's long overdue. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, she's married to one of the Usos, um, and I think believe he's out with an injury. Um, so, you know, I I I just I think more should be done. She's deserving of more instead of being a jobber. Um, don't get me wrong, nothing not taking anything away from Lacey Evans. I think she's a good um wrestler as well. And, you know, in regards to Lacey Evans, uh sometime within the next few weeks, um, to kinda let the cat out the bag, I'll be doing a you know, push segment on her and her direction in regards to is she a face, is she a heel, like what's going on? Like she started out as a heel and she was a face, you know, the, the the Marine thing and her daughter and now, you know, because it's botched karaoke things, now she's I don't know. But anyway, back to Naomi. Um yeah, uh, she you know, she's been in she's been in the game for quite a while now and compared to some of the other ladies who are there, she's been there probably one of the long, you know, among the longest or probably longer. Um, but yet, you know, yeah, they, they treating her, I don't know. They, they gave her like the mentor role, you know, like, you know, they, I guess they feel like, you know, we'll, we'll let you come out, you know, we'll do your whole shtick with the, the neon lights and everything, but you're going to lose, you know what I'm saying? You're going to such and such going to go over. Um, you know, we just need you to kind of mentor, these people. Nah, Naomi, she has plenty left in the tank. Um, now, while she hasn't been as accomplished as Sasha Banks and Bailey, uh, obviously, um, she's still, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion. So, I think, yeah, they they need to kind of revisit, you know, what it is, you know, their direction with her. Um, not just let her win a lame a lame ass karaoke contest. Let her win some matches. You know, um, I know she had a title shot, <clears throat> a couple of title matches, um, maybe last year, I believe. Um, but, you know, get her back in the picture, man. Get her back in the picture. I think, you know, she would do well. Um, make her hill if need be. She was a great hill. She was a great hill. Um, that stable with her, Sasha and Tamina. Oh, yeah, they were, they were wrecking shop. So I guess, uh, you know, there's something that they should definitely look into. So shout out to Naomi. Um, I hope things get better. I hope creative and, you know, the writing team, they, you know, kind of come to their senses and see what they have um, for, you know, her contract in. And she, like some of the other wrestlers we've seen over the past couple of years, bounce. This is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Make sure everyone, you continue to social distance yourself. And if you do go out, stay six feet away from people, wash your hands, um, sanitize, you know, the whole nine, um, protect your babies, protect your kids, everything, man, you know, because uh, coronavirus is no joke. Um, shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and the Black Sumo. Everyone be safe. Peace.
And just like that, we are back. Some of us are black. I don't know about James. He could be a little brown or, or something else. We have to figure out what Hugh he is. <laughs> but just like I've been in my life. What, golden, really? That's where you want to go with that? Golden. Yeah. Yeah, that's, what we know. that's what we know you old as hell. The f- you couldn't nope, come up nope. with nothing else but living my life like it's golden. Nope, there you go. Go ahead and watch your little references about my woman. Oh, God. Come on now. You got too many women. That's your problem right there. That's why all of us get us in trouble every single week. You over here and your women's. You need to stop stalking them. That's probably why you're just getting home. So. Oh, he got nothing to say on that one. <laughs> I was actually washing my hands. So I had oh, to probably, what? That, you was washing evidence off? No. Okay. I understand, man. We, I know you watch CSI, so you're making sure you leave no prints behind. I got that. Make sure you put, like, some, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, candle wax on your 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 fingerprint. Oh, no, no. That's uh, why he watched his hands, because he got that super glue all on his hands, so he won't leave no fingerprints. Oh, okay. He's wow. working that out. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing working, it. He's watching, watching it all off now. You, you know, talking. We got to watch it, man. You guys. Oh, oh, shoot. Uh, what KG? What time is it? It's ten o'clock. Dang it! That's all we got for Brock this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk to him next week. Oh, oh, since we talking about KG's women, uh, I told you I was watching Slammiversary. Um, Jordan just r- r- arrived, so yeah, be jealous. Uh, is she wearing one of those outfits delivered by KG? Yeah, custom made. Mm. He's in the red and black to match the belt tonight. Oh man, the NWO colors. That's what I'm talking about. So that's the women evolution in itself, but. Just a couple quick things uh, to throw out there. And I'm quite sure you guys have a couple as well that you're thinking about from the women's evolution. We had a Hell in a Cell match. They main evented WrestleMania. And just the singular terms of breaking through the, uh, the plastic ceiling, Becky Lynch. We had the emergence of the women's tag team titles. They main evented Raw multiple times. We've had an Iron Woman match. We currently have uh, the Naomi Deserves Better movement that's starting to take off. To which, actually, believe it or not, I don't know if you guys saw Kiki Palmer ask Naomi if she can play her in the, a movie. Which Naomi was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, what other uh, big major events have you guys seen? Well, we, Evolution Pay-Per-View. Do you guys recall from the last five years of the women's evolution? That uh, sticks out to you that that has been momentous. Well, there's been a lot, me, been a lot going on with um with everything going on and whatnot. I mean, everything's moving forward as it should be. I don't, as far as getting this uh, momentum, deserve Naomi deserves better momentum. You got a lot of anti hashtaggers on that one for some reason. You know, you got. Lacey deserves better. Alexa deserves better. Whatnot. So, I mean, it's going to need a well, lot more. That was going to need a lot more of a push to be to get up to the uh, speaking out hashtag uh, momentum. 
But um, well, hopefully there's only one person that that deserves more better. Now I know it's bad English, but more better than Naomi, and that's Natalia. Out of everybody on both rosters, she really deserves better. She to put over so many wrestlers like God dang, like it's not even a badge of honor to wrestle Natalia anymore. Like I wrestle Natty, like no, you know she putting you over, right? Oh okay. Thanks, Natty. I appreciate that. So let me go ahead and go to catering now after the match. It's like just par for the course. But from a, a, a pure athletic standpoint of somebody being, I wouldn't say oppressed, I would say held back, then hell yeah, Naomi deserves better. But yeah, see, that's the thing. They put together, I'm hoping they put together this, evolu- this uh, next evolution uh, pay-per-view because they need to start focusing on more female, on more female wrestlers that uh, need to need to focus, like we like we like we talked about uh, Bianca Belair and you know some of the other ones that have come up from NXT, and um, you know you got um, uh, Shelly Shelly Martinez and some other ones that have um, have shown up. So yeah, we need we need to go ahead and get that going. Yeah, and if they do the pay-per-view, we talked about this uh, before you were on the show, James, is that it, it doesn't need to include any OG. It needs to be current and developmental. That way you can shine the light on more people that will elevate the storylines instead of people getting nostalgic because, and Lord knows I won't see a wrestle, but Mickey James and, and Ivories and Tori Wilsons and and other people of that Tristratus leader, other people of that generation, all the way back to Ivory, uh, being a part of a, a, a gauntlet match or rumble match or, or battle royal or whatever, it, it takes away and it takes some spots from Zia, Zia Lee or Shotzi Blackhearts and, and others that need to get that exposure. Raquel Gonzalez from a wrestling standpoint. So it needs to be just current and developmental and and all women if if the developmental is not wrestling then they can hold a camera or they can ref or they can be such as in a performance center they could just be somewhere but it should be only women there and have stephanie produce it so that means in gorilla it's stephanie and becky lynch and uh uh charlotte and, you know, if they're not performing, that's who it would be at Gorilla, no men. And that'll be the scene as you're walking through. So as a pay-per-view opens, you're coming from catering and all you see is women. Then you go up through the curtain and then you see at Gorilla women. And then you walk out and it's only women there. Maybe something like that. So that way you see it's all about the women the men don't have to be involved for it to be successful. We've already seen it. They could put on a successful show, but it shouldn't be a one-time deal just because y'all are just trying to, to placate everybody and make them feel good about themselves. And then, okay, and we're over it. But do That's you not, think okay. it should be an every year thing or, you know, like Absolutely. maybe an every other year? Why, do, why shouldn't it? Because that gives them something to work towards. Especially since they're taking pay-per-views, no offense to NXT, and NXT-ing them. So the Great American Bash went from 
a pay-per-view that seemed like it was going to be an annual thing to, okay, we're going to throw it on NXT, which is fine if that's where it's going to stay from now on. But then what are we replacing it with? Like, Lord knows we don't need a fast lane. <laughs> you thank God they got rid of that name. But it should be something. If it's not going to be the WrestleMania hype up, then it could be something in conjunction before or after SummerSlam. I mean, we're doing them damn near every month anyway. So just pick a month when it's not one of the major four. And then there you go. Hell, it could be the January pay-per-view. That's still so far removed from WrestleMania. And it's in between or coming after Survivor Series. You can work towards that. So that could be replacing Starcade. Or bring back the, the, the name Starcade and let it be for the women. But yeah. It should be annual. They should have something to work towards. There should be a draft for the women. I mean, it should be everything just to build the excitement because technically the most exciting thing that's going on, second to our truth, who is blowing up on Twitter via TikTok right now. And it, like, there's, he's just everywhere. It's like, my God. Did you guys watch the our uh, truth game show? Yeah, I suffered through that. You didn't like it? <laughs> It was too much. Uh, it, it was just, I mean, I I can take our truth in doses. <laughs> and that was and that was about 20 minutes too long. Oh man, you're such a buster. That's what I get. Try to get you some quality, quality content. And what do you do? You ruin it. What about you, uh, KG? Did you? Oh, that's right. Dang it. Okay. I put in a special phone call to have KG come back. We know he's done for the day, but I got approval for about five more minutes. So, KG, what do you think? Can, can, can you hear me clearly? Yes, yes. Uh, we paid the money, so you're good. Yeah, okay. you the triple beam dream. This, this, thousand this, grams of uncut to the gut. <laughs> this is the thing. I've been trying to get a word in edgewise, and you guys have been ignoring me. Because you, you're too expensive. I've been, I've been trying to get an agent, a word in edgewise about the women's evolution, and you guys have been ignoring me. Like, I, I feel really, really bad because I didn't even get in over a second. You know, Paul Heyman did now. say you were kind of expensive and you're not doing too much. I think we're going to have to let you go. We wish you the best on your future endeavors. Wow. <laughs> did he get the FedEx? James, he didn't get, he didn't get the FedEx? Shoot, they, Anderson and Gallows didn't get a FedEx. They got a phone call. Oh, shoot. We on Skype. There you go. That's good enough. Okie dokie. <laughs> what, what were you trying to get in, KG? And hopefully it's not a Me Too issue. No, it wasn't. It was just the whole, what, basically what you said about women's evolution needs to be an every year thing. Uh, if, if we, and then the whole hashtag, Naomi deserves better. Don't keep inserting other wrestlers in there because Alexa Bliss, yes, she does deserve better, but she always has a tag team title shot. She has shots at the the the, the women's championship on both brands, whichever brand she's on. Lacey Evans, really and truly, if you want to be real serious about it, just came up a little over a year ago. So she's already fast tracked, but Naomi. Two title reign. She hasn't had a title reign in how long? She's been in, on the main roster for 11 years. 
Mm-hmm. Eleven. Yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't won a belt since uh, Flo Rida brought her up. <laughs> Eleven years, two title wins. Her and Natty are the only two that deserve better than what they're getting. Because how long is it? Natty's in a drought too? Natty's in a winless streak. So come on, don't don't start that. Because that's the problem that we keep having in today's society. When one movement starts, everybody, oh, well, so-and-so's not included. Let's include them in this. But you can't include Alexa. You can't include Lacey. You can't include any other female outside of Natty. Natty and Naomi mm-hmm. deserve more than what they're getting. Yeah. Don't try to yeah. muddy the water. And why didn't they? And why didn't they ever sell that glow belt that she had? Because it's I don't. I think she paid. Well, no, she she petitioned for it. Maybe they just gave it to her. I'm surprised they didn't put that on uh, WWE shop. Oh, you mean retail that way? Yeah, it would have sell. It probably sell now. Hey, hey, they could sell that bull crap Daniel Bryan hemp belt. They could have sold the they could have sold the glow belt. Yeah, I agree. They sell the spinner. The spinner. Who microwaving something? Somebody yeah, microwaving that. Stay, stay, stay on over there. I know, I know we sent you home. He probably, he probably still got some more of that uh barbecue. Probably yeah. is. Man, it's all that time. messed up. You know what? Matter of fact, I need to call BJ and see if he got any more. Oh Lord! But make sure, make sure we're getting paid for that. Mom's ate hers. I ate mine. Once he BJ ate his, I know he had to freeze some of it because it was too much for him. But uh, oh, and then lastly, um, what was the second thing we were talking about? Uh, 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 uh Jesus, I'm drawing John a blank. C- help me out. It wasn't John Cena. Um, shit, help me out. I don't know. We, you you lost it. I watched bits and pieces of it. I haven't been sitting still. I haven't sat still in the last two weeks. So everything I'm watching is on the run. You know, it's, it, it's you, on the you run. Know, you know, um, there's this wonderful tool called YouTube, right? And like I said, everything I'm watching is on the run. I haven't sat down to watch YouTube. It's either I'm asleep or I'm driving. See how that is? As soon as they moved him off of the fries, then he started messing up. No. Put you back on the fries, Calvin. Wait, hold on. Speaking of of YouTube, there's something that y'all got to watch. Okay, so every now and again, I bring up Up, Up, Down, Down with uh, Xavier Woods' YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they just, you know they have the Up, Up, Down, Down Championship, and Tyler Breeze is the current champion. Yeah. And you know they got he got his offshoot called left right left right, so which is funny to me, but they just had he just had a title defense against the Miz, okay. <laughs> and this is on YouTube, so you can look this up. In the middle of their title match, they end the match, and he and you know how anime. I don't know if y'all if you've ever seen Miz. Doing his thing with um, when it comes to video games, he's real competitive and he's real animated, right? And he starts yelling and screaming, talking about how he's the best. He, he cheated and 
I know, you know, he's a real heel when it comes to, you know, playing these video games. He's yelling and screaming after one of the ma- one of the uh, ma- one of the matches that, uh, against Tyler Breeze, and Maurice off camera just lays into him, tongue lashing, lambasting, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was like embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it was it was for a shoot too. <laughs> it wasn't nothing they set up or nothing. And he said, talking about, can I play the game? I'm over here playing a game. I'm playing the video game. I'm 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 competing for a championship here. Can you leave me alone? You keep talking so loud, and you know I'm doing this, and you know I'm trying to do this, and what that. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> you got to you got to listen to this thing. It's funny as hell. <laughs> Oh goodness, James! You need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. Sorry, fellas. It's been like you know I blame COVID, but it's been what four or five months since we've actually done picks for pay per view. Maybe longer. I don't know. I blame COVID. I don't know how long it's been. It's feel like I've been quarantined from doing pick shows because y'all like stealing my picks and. You know, I know I'm winning, but I don't know about y'all. And then y'all want to copy. So, I figured it's time to bring it back for Extreme Rules, the non-horror show, because I'm quite sure there's going to be no horror in it. Gimmick names. Might be a horror show. Yeah, the show may be horrible. I agree with you. Might be horrid. Yeah. All right, KG, that was your time to do a, a, a horrible pun. We lost, see? Eaten. We lost him again. I guess that what five happened? minutes is up there. What, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Everything. We're done. Show's over. Oh, well, damn. That's cold. <laughs> Are you okay, sir? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm, is um, that your microwave again? Of course it is. I, I've been, I've, I left this house at 630 this Did morning. Did you really? Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't, don't give us no anecdotes and no stories. Did you just fall asleep for real? No. James. The, 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 the. <laughs> Wait, James. On. I don't fall asleep. This fool. This fool. I... <laughs> the, the, this the fool. Wi-Fi. I got to reset. Can't, all the Wi-Fi I can't, I, can't defend, I can't defend you, KG. You're you, no, you, no. What Was it the Russians? Did they no, hack into your phone? No, it's nothing to defend. The Wi-Fi is acting a fool right now. Yeah, okay. You sound real. You sound really sleepy to me. Game recognized game. Tie recognized tie. You sound <laughs> real familiar right now. Tom. Okay, I gotta t- I gotta tell y'all something. I just saw. I okay, I, I, I miss. I'm watching Slammiversary. Okay, they they just ahead, ended man. the what match. Did you just see? What, not, did, what did you just see? I, I'm not. I'm just not tell us what you just saw, James. James, you're interrupting the picks. We didn't even get there yet. What did you just see? We haven't got to the picks yet. That's why I'm doing this. Okay. So they just ended the match, right? I ain't going to say which one. But they decided that they were going to clean the ring. Now, in Japan, they stopped the match every three matches. They spray down the ring ropes, the turnbuckles, the ring. They wipe down everything. They even wipe down the rails on the outside of the ring. You know, they wipe down the... um. Uh, mats on the on the floor, the whole nine yards, right? They take at least 20 minutes to do this, right? 
and, and do an and do like two intermissions during a match during a, a card, right? They just ended a match on Slammiversary and they decided to clean the ring. All they did was spray everything. <laughs> it just sprayed, first of all, just, and when I say spray, I mean they took you know how you know how you wash your windows. And you spray on the window, and you hit, and you hit the, you hit the plunger, and you bring it down as it's coming out. So you got a, a stream on, on the window. That's yeah. what they did with the turnbuckles and the ropes. They just, <laughs> they just did. That's all they did. And then they sprayed down the, uh, they, not not a rag in a hand or nothing. This is on. This is beyond <laughs> me right now. So uh, this is why are they right? showing that first of all? <laughs> well, they would. They had ended the match and they had um, Josh Matthews and um, Don Callis and they were talking and they were doing they were doing it while they behind them while they were talking. So now in New Japan, they actually showed them doing it because you know they want they want to give full transparency. You know they want you to know what they're doing to protect their wrestlers and whatever the case may be. But they not really they didn't really want to show it, but they shouldn't have showed it if that's all they were gonna do. Yeah. This is ridiculous. They have they have no regard for human life and impact right now. I'm like, what, what's going on? Well, we'll see if anybody else picked up on that. What the fallout is? <laughs> KG, are you up? I'm always up. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, can, can you make it? Can you make it for five more minutes? Can you give me five more minutes? Man, I'm in here. Tooling around, getting myself together. Yeah, Trying we know to you get yourself together because you were just sleep. I was not sleep. I was not. Now, let, let me hear you snore up in here. We, we don't know what's going on. Wait, Wait. out your eyes, see who you oh, oh. paid to me and why. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Kid, the sideline junkie. I'm not the one that falls asleep during a live podcast. That's June. Mm-hmm. Don't be putting nobody out there to catch you. Why, six, you, nine. Throwing, why you throwing I people know, right? under the bus? Did, did he just dry stitch on somebody? You need to dry hold something, man. A straight I know dry your throat, your throat double, is sore up, right now. Up, that dry stitch. Time out, time out, time out. Time out. Dang. <laughs> God, dang. Just, that, just, hey, hey, James, did you hear the bus? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> Oh, no, not that bad. <laughs> That's manslaughter, man. Premeditating everything. They gonna put the man. Time out. Man, they don't tell how he did. Uh, you killed first, him. When, when he first hit him, it was manslaughter. When he started backing up, that's a murder suit. She killed him. Go and justify this one. Well, I got up at 6 a.m. No, no, listen. We were what was it? it was one of the shows during the week. Don't tell us about it. Just <laughs> keep throwing the man under the bus. Listen, God, dang, don't tell us. I, I don't want to hear. Because then I I, I'm be, an accessory. No, I gotta give it to Junie because we went on late because everybody got off late. And Junie, you know, Junie goes to bed because he got to get up early. He was with us for the first half. When we got to that second half, June was out. Here you come, y'all. Yeah, hey James, you see the light? Train! God dang, you know, threw the man under the train now, too? God dang. The 
Mark Drain just <laughs> ran over that man. That's a shame what you what you just did to uh, Judy like that, man. That's a shame. I, I will tell you though, it was one of the best shows that we did. Junie was on point, but he never missed a cue. He was just sleep, but he he never missed a cue. Mm, mm, God damn. I'm gonna wait till I talk to him, man. But like, like uh, I'm, I hope we, I hope we survive, man. If not, this could be a CSI episode or something. Like, well, or who threw him under the bus? I don't know. Oh, we know who. Just listen to the podcast. Uh, about uh, 24 minutes and 30 some seconds into the second half of, uh, of the show, then yeah, he's dead. Well. Oh my if, God! Kill Kitty! You bastards! <laughs> if you feel so, as throwing him under the bus by praising him for being a soldier and staying up late, uh, hey, you take it how you want. I'm, we I'm not, even know he was asleep, KG. <laughs> I never know. That's what we saying. We had no clue until you threw the man under the bus. He could be no limit. Master P, we don't care. We had no idea that that man was asleep until you co- went and hit, told the whole world and got him hit by the bus. Hit uh, running back up. That's all on you. You make it seem so bad. His, his blood is on your hands and your tires. Oh my God. Up, oh, James uh, jumps back in. What happened? I'm pissed right now. I'm so hot right now. I'm. What upset. happened with the live slime anniversary? Come I'm, on, hurry up, hurry up, I'm hurry up. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Just I'm just say it. Just next say it. Week, next week will be a full Sam episode. Oh, That's all I got so. to say. Or just go to YouTube and watch what James not going to say, or go on Twitter, or go on Facebook because technically he can say it because you know kayfabe is dead. But you know that's a whole other thing. You plan? You gonna tell us now, James? No. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's go into these picks because we know KG only got about three minutes of wake time. So first things first: Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, bar fight. I already know just the concept is whack. But we'll start with KG. You going with Jeff or Sheamus? Jeff. All right, James. Sheamus. I'm going with Sheamus as well. I just think it's not going to end there. He's going to pour beer all over him and all this other stuff, and I hope they don't do a relapse thing, and that's the new angle because then that'll be extra whack. And then it would be like Alcoholics Lives Matters too. All right. Extra whack. All right, James. New Day. Versus Nakamura and Cesaro in a tables match for the SmackDown tag. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Nakamura and Cesaro. All right. I'm going to go New Day. I don't think they're going to take the belts off of them quite yet. KG, who you got? Do you really have to ask that? It's a New Day. Yes, it is. All right, so... Got the new day. KG. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's on me. Uh, Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. championship. And I guess the newer version of the U.S. championship. 
who knows how they're going to play that out, if there's going to be two belts or one belt. Uh, I'm going to live life on the edge because we know Bobby Lashley's involved. I'm going to... Huh? Ah, I'm going to uh, keep the belt on Apollo. KG, who you got? Give me Apollo. All right, James. MVP. Uh, had to be that guy. All right, so... James, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins. Eye for an eye. They're going to go ahead and let old Ray Ray go. I'm going to say Seth. Really? You don't think uh, Seth is going to beat because of Dominic? I mean, uh, lose because of Dominic? Yeah, I don't think so. It's time for Ray Ray to go ahead and go on and sit down. So we're going to do Ray Mysterio the third is what you're saying? Rey Mysterio is going to be walking with a cane from now on. Mm. Eye for an eye match. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I hate to do it to you, Ray. 619 forever. But I'm going to go Seth Rollins, KG. Uh, the Monday Night Messiah, brother. Now, since we all picked and watched Rey Mysterio win. <laughs> all right. Uh, KG, SmackDown Women's, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. As bad as I want <laughs> Nikki to win. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Bailey. James. Me, 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 me. No, you ain't need to do it yet. Okay. Stop. Okay. Uh, Bailey. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, James, for the Raw women's, Asuka versus Sasha. I think they're going to give it to uh, Sasha. Yeah. I uh, agree with that because I think that's going to be the catalyst. Uh, well, actually, dang it. No, I was thinking about that. I put the wrong thing, but I'm gonna leave it where it is. I think Sasha's gonna win, Bailey is gonna lose, and Bailey's gonna become jealous that now Sasha has both belts. But I'll keep it with Bailey because there's no take backs now. KG, who you got? Uh, 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 uh Sasha, I agree with James. It's about that time. You well, really agree with me. But okay. All right. Uh, I think it, is it on me? Do I start? Yeah, I think it's on me. WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler with a stipulation still be still to be determined. So at this moment, I think Drew's still going to pull it out because let's be honest, uh, Dolph Ziggler is on the same level of Natalia. Great for the storyline, but yeah, you're not winning that belt. So, KG, who you got? Drew. No, 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 no effing question. Drew. All right, James. I say Drew, too. All right, and then, uh, James, you start this one. Non-title. Braun Strowman 
versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. They're gonna give it to Braun. This sets up this sets up him against the fiend. KG. <sighs> Braun. Big show no more. I don't know, man. I'm I'm feeling like Bray would win. It's a non-title match. So I'm I'm gonna be on the outside end because it would be kind of crazy to have Bray Wyatt lose a match in his own swamp. Like that, you know, that kind of, in my opinion, hurts Bray. So I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt on that one. So that is it. We will see how this pans out. And then, uh, well, we know how to pan out. I'm going to be the winner. Thank so, you. no, no, you will not. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, KG, go ahead and tell all the lovely people the one place that they can hear us at. <laughs> right here where you listening to us at. Yeah, but that's for pretty those, much how it is. What? For those of you that are uninitiated, you know, what I like to call Philistines, um, <laughs> you can hear us on Anchor, uh, Podbean, Podchaser. Podtail, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, jeez, uh, any any platform, iHeartRadio, Player FM, any podcasting platform, you can hear the sideline jump, the WrestleMania, of course, my favorite, of course. So, uh, just had to throw that in since y'all thought I was sleep. Oh, you were asleep, Negro. You were asleep. Don't even try to fake it. You was out. And, but and, that's okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, uh, two things. Number one, Jane, I got the text message. Uh, I don't know if you need to sign a contract for next week to be a full Sam Jackson episode, but it's going to be a full Sam Jackson episode. Okay, so I guess we're going full Sam Jackson are. next week. I think we will try to break a record and use it at least a hundred times because of what just happened, what just transpired. So, uh, secondly, on a lighter, somber note, as People's Choice Don Rodriguez uh, said earlier in the show, we lost um, civil rights icon John Lewis. We also lost uh, Reverend uh, Jeez, I can't even get it out. Reverend Dr. C.T. Vivian, who was also a civil rights icon. We lost both of them gentlemen yesterday. And as far as the city of D.C., we are hurting because we lost uh, Patrick Ellis of WHUR two days ago to coronavirus. Uh, he was on the radio from 1979 until up until recently. So pretty much my whole life, that's all I've known for Sunday morning joy. Every Sunday was Patrick Ellis. That's another part of DC. That's another DC legend that we just lost. So, prayers out to everybody's family and friends. Yep. Definitely. Prayers up to everybody's family. So, next week 
it's already been determined. I guess James's check in is in the mail. So we will be going full Sam Jackson. Be scared. Because Lord knows James has no filter when Sam is in play. Well, see, the last Sam Jackson show, I was on special assignment. I I I will not be on special assignment. You were asleep. I'm asleep. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know I'm what? Sorry. You might get that at some. How did about I, did that? I break? Did I break Keith? I'm sorry. How about that? How about that? You might get a federal. <laughs> no. Oh no! Well, just well, actually, just send it to me to prom. I got prom, man. I I get it two days. You can get it that way too. Oh snap! Oh, you gave him mad, James. <laughs> you made, see, as soon as you called him out for being asleep and saying he threw Junie under the bus and the train and the U-Haul. God dang. My name is Bennett. I ain't in it. Uh-huh. No matter what. When Junie I'll, be, I'll be the Triple H. I'll take the brunt of the uh, the curtain call. The infamous Junie call. I'll take it. <laughs> the infamous Junie call. <laughs> You're going to have Junie jump off the top rope and give me a, a axe handle smash or something, man. Don't do that. Oh, shoot. At least we'll know he's alive because you done killed him. <laughs> It's all love, but that still was the, that was one of the funniest shows I've ever recorded, and it was one of the best shows. But I know he was tired that night. he was absolutely tired. But that's what we do here at Sideline Junkies is no matter how tired, how sleepy, uh, how overworked you are from your normal job, you still got time to come in and do what you need to do. Because uh, James, you recorded that right. Yep, I, I, I got it. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, contract. Contract. <laughs> no, that's that's James's line. Now he's trying to steal your line. He a plagiarizer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's copyright infringement, son. Heck yeah, he a murderer and a plagiarizer. You need to stop that, man. What you did I find you find your true gimmick. What, what did I tell y'all like? See, that's that's what I don't like. You know, you sound kind of Leo-ish right now. Insist and think <laughs> like that. You don't come to me with like with that. See, this is the thing. Just 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 like you drink Coca-Cola or Pepsi, that's a brand name. Sideline junkies is a brand name. It's a brand. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. Do you understand me? You don't know that I run this dag on label. Better than James, you know, general manager, a general meal. James, you in so trouble? Remember I run. You in trouble, James? See, if you want, you want somebody to all in your videos. <laughs> I know, right? True. Dancing on your videos. Take that! Take that! Take that! Take that! <laughs> take that! Sideline for life. Take that! Take that! Mm-hmm. Want to go get your cheesecake now, KG? <laughs> nah, I want breast milk from a Cambodian. <laughs> nah, I guess I gotta go do that too. I'm quite sure we talked about that one episode. <laughs> it makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's when you time. know it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. When bad boy references are coming out around breast milk. So next week you get the benefits of James and Sam Jackson. 
KG may or may not be allowed to uh, talk for longer than an hour. It all depends on his Brock Lesnar contract. Wow. And we'll see if I'm still here, depending on what comes in FedEx or Amazon or the post office or oh, carrier pigeon. Who knows what the heck? Deliver that. You may you may email me or something. Who knows? Nah, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have Vince knock on the door. Hey, how you doing, Don? You're far. Oh, I'll take that all day. All day. I know you would. I'll show up and thank you. That's how <laughs> that's how pumped I'll be. But until next week, we don't do overtime. Actually, we kind of do. But uh, I don't know. We do all the time. Peace out, people.